so happy that you guys are here and I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. This is the episode that's going up right after Thanksgiving so I hope you guys got to eat some great food. I hope you got to spend some time with your family and just had a restful hopefully few days off of work or school or wherever you whatever season of life you're in. I had a really great Thanksgiving. It was so nice to get to spend time with family and we were spending it here in Texas with my family and so it was actually my first Thanksgiving with Aiden as like a married couple. So it was really fun to get to have him. I mean, we don't really have a ton of Thanksgiving traditions in my family, but I will say my mom is a phenomenal cook. And so Aiden got to have a lot of her Thanksgiving food and just spend the day with us. And it was really, really fun. I was looking back through some of my old episodes and I like to see kind of like every six weeks or so, I would say that's when a podcast kind of reaches its estimated amount of downloads or plays that kind of says like how it performed or whatever. And a lot of the episodes that perform the best are always the ones that are just really chatty and really... I don't know, like Q&A based almost, not even really my life advice ones that are just me talking, answering questions from you guys. And I haven't done a Q&A on my Instagram or my YouTube channel or on the podcast in a really long time. So this isn't anything goes Q&A today. I haven't read any of the questions. It always makes me a little bit nervous when I do that because sometimes people ask some, for one, pretty TMI questions, which I think is great too. Y'all know I love doing those like TMI Q&A videos or whatever. But still, it can be nerve-wracking when you haven't read any of the submissions yet. So this is going to be very much on the spot. I also had a few people end up emailing me some questions. So I'm going to try to read those ones too. If you guys ever want to email me questions for my life advice episodes or even Q&A episodes, whatever, if you just need life advice for something, you can always email me at butwhatsnextpod at gmail.com. That's just B-U-T-W-H-A-T-S-N-E-X-T. I don't like regularly go through there and answer them but when I go to do a life advice episode I will read through all the ones that I haven't answered yet and try to get to them I know I've missed a lot but that is a good way to just kind of reach out to me if you're trying to be a part of one of these Q&As I will say if I'm taking a lot of breaths in this episode I'm recording this after I had the worst night's sleep last night which I hate this is probably my low of the week because last night We went out with one of Aiden's friends and I had a single frozen margarita. And every time I have margaritas, I have the worst night's sleep the next night, which I just hate. I always wake up in the middle of the night. Something with the sugar and the alcohol, the combo. I'm not like a big alcohol person. I don't really drink. I don't know. Probably drink like once a week maybe, but I usually stick to wine. Or if I get like a cocktail, get like a vodka soda or something really plain. I don't really like fancy sugary drinks because they do this to me, but I love margaritas. I love the taste of them. I think they're really fun, but I just slept so bad. And when I sleep bad, I always have to take a lot more breaths. Like I just don't have as much air. And I think that has to do with the oxygen doesn't circulate properly when you get a poor night's sleep. And that's why you get tired too. So I am just feeling a little bit down, but I really wanted to record this episode for you guys because I think it's going to be a fun one. I guess my high of the week is just having a few restful few days. I have noticed just pretty much all the time I'm aware of this. that I'm not someone who just relaxes. Like I don't just sit on the couch and do nothing. I am always wanting to get ahead on something or answer emails. I'm not saying this in a way to brag and be like, look at me. I always have to be doing something. But 
it's actually annoying where I won't spend time with people and just rest and chillax because I'm always like, oh, we can clean something around the house. We can put in a little laundry. We can work on this project we've been wanting to do. I'm just so bad at sitting and even just watching TV or something. But over the past few days over Thanksgiving, I would say Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I've had the most chill few days of just sitting around talking. I wrapped some Christmas presents and I don't know, sometimes the season kind of leading up to Christmas can be really exhausting because you're thinking so much about presents, what you're going to get everyone. You have holiday plans, you're planning, you know, events, you want to have people over and it can be a really fun season of time, but it can also be extremely draining. And I allowed myself to just have a few days of not really doing anything, which was really nice. And that's why I'm recording this on a Sunday because I was going to get this out sooner, but I was going to record this sooner. But yeah, I just wanted to allow myself to have that time to chill. And it's just been really, really sweet. I also started a new devotional that I wanted to tell you guys about. It's called My Utmost for His Highest. I talked about this in my last episode, but I've read this before, but it was quite a few years ago, so I don't really remember it. And if you guys like New Morning Mercies, if you like, I don't know, more kind of cut and dry, less flowery devotionals, I think it's a really, really great devotional. I'll have it linked in the show notes, but I always, one of my like most asked questions is get started reading the Bible. I want to start exploring faith more. I want to start a devotional. And so I wanted to share this with you guys if that's something you're interested in. I really like this devotional. It's super easy to digest. It has basically like kind of a thought for each day. The last one I read was on not getting worked up to defend yourself all the time. And it kind of gives a biblical perspective on this. And then it also has some scripture at the end. And I love it. It's the perfect amount for me. I just keep it by my desk. So I always remember to do it every day. And it's also really substantive. It's not something that's really, like I said, flowery. I just don't like, and even with sermons with church, I don't like sitting in a service and feeling like I'm hearing a self-help podcast because I can do that on my own time. I've been loving this one. I just wanted to share that if you are looking for a new one. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to say a big thank you to Pros for sponsoring today's podcast episode. You guys know I've had my fair share of hair struggles. I have dealt with losing hair. I've dealt with having really fine hair. I stopped dyeing my hair recently, so I'm trying to get my hair healthy, and that is why I love Pros. There's really no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to hair care. We all have different hair. Pros makes custom hair care that's effective because it's personal. They use natural ingredients and they also customize every product to fit your routine from the shampoo to the supplements. Basically, they make you take a quiz on the website first. It's an in-depth consultation. It'll ask you things like if your hair takes in certain odors or if you work out, what you eat, and it will analyze that and put together the perfect hair care routine for you. That could be a shampoo, a conditioner, a leave-in conditioner, even hair supplements. Mine personally is a sulfate-free shampoo, a lightweight conditioner, and then a pre-shampoo mask. I also love that the products are unscented. You can have scented ones if you want, but I just personally love unscented hair care. I love that they have that option as well. Pros is also an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. They are a carbon-neutral certified B Corp, and all their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. Pros is the healthy hair regime with your hair all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. You can go to pros.com slash michelle that's p-r-o-s-e dot com slash michelle for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off i will also have them in the show notes of this episode if you guys want to check them out so i'm going to start off with the one question 
question that I got in my email first, but she said, I love your podcast and I've been following your videos since high school. We're the same age, so it's always been cool to see that even though our lives are different, we all sort of go through similar growing pains. Recently, I've noticed that I've been having a hard time letting go of the life that I imagined for myself when I was younger. Things like getting married at exactly 26, going back to get my master's degree at 25, and so on. I know this is silly because these visions for my life were made when I was still watching the Cheetah Girls, and I didn't account for very important things like money, but I can't seem to fully let them go. It's almost as if I feel like I'm a failure if I can't meet the expectations I set for myself, even though I know that I should just evaluate where I am in life currently and make new goals based off of that. I would love to hear if you've ever struggled or thought about this at all. I've kind of touched on this one before, but I definitely struggle with this. I think I'm struggling with this actually a lot in the phase of life that I am right now because while I am married, I mean, I have a dog, I feel like I have my dream apartment. I just think no matter what life stage you're in, you always want things that other people have and always think that their life is better because they have X, Y, and Z that you don't have. And I think I go through phases with this too. There are times when this is really bothering me a lot and there's also times when I'm not so bothered by that. And I think the times when I'm more inclined to compare myself to other people and feel insecure is when I'm spending so much time on social media and also I've talked about that one before but also when I'm just really in a phase of like being materialistic (laughs) I don't know if anyone else is like this but when I shop I can go forever without shopping but once I start like buying things when I want them right at that moment it's hard to stop it's like you get on this kind of high of buying things And I think I've just been purchasing a lot with the holidays lately and everything. But when I think back a few months ago, I was just a bit better at not buying things. And I find that even when you buy all the things that you want, it makes you weirdly want more things at the same time. And so this is a really long-winded answer. And I don't really have the answer to this question because I think it's something that you just always deal with. But having friends and family that bring you out of that mindset is really helpful. I think especially in your 20s, having friends that aren't, I don't know, at the end of the day, it's your fault if you're comparing yourself to other people. I never think you should put that onto someone else because you need to learn how to deal with that as a person. But for me, I know when I have friends that are encouraging me to, you know, be content with every single day and not always striving to get the next thing and I don't see that in their life either, it makes me more inclined to appreciate my life, appreciate the small things that I have and not be so, I don't know, driven by wanting things in the future. I also know, and this is really cheesy, and again, you've probably heard this so many times, this isn't anything revolutionary, but I don't want to be living a different life than I'm living right now. Like, if you really believe that God has a plan for you and he knows what he's doing in your life and he knows exactly who you're going to meet, you know, where you're going to live, I don't want to change that and I don't want to try to spend my time altering his plan because I'm anxious and wanting to be there and for me this has a lot to do with buying a house something I really want to do I have recently been comparing myself saying okay so and so bought a house when they were 23 so I should too and it's just not meant to be that way and I really do think and I learn this the hard way when you try to orchestrate those things in your life and kind of bypass God 
I really think things don't go as smoothly for you. And that's definitely not to say I'm not someone who believes in the prosperity gospel. Nothing irks me more than when people say, if you just pray enough or if you just believe enough, God's going to give you all these beautiful things and you will have the perfect spouse and the perfect house and the perfect looks because that's so far from the truth. And I just don't get how you can read the Bible and think that that's true. However, I do think that God has a plan for every single person and even just trusting in that and taking each day one day at a time. And also just to know that you're so young too, even in your 20s and even in your 30s, like you're still so young and so much can happen in your life. You still have so much more life to live. And even though right now it may seem like things have been the same for the while, it may seem like things have been the same for a while, there really is so much time for things to change in the future. So If anything, that just encourages you. I don't really have the answer, though, because I do still struggle with this. I know getting off my phone and not being on Instagram all the time helps a lot. I know that having those solid friendships, like I mentioned, those things help, too. When, if you move into a house, will you get more dogs, cats, slash animals? Definitely, but I think before that, we do want to have, I don't know. I would like to have a kid before getting another dog, but we definitely do want another dog. We would love to have two golden retrievers. That would be like our ideal situation. I think that it's so great for dogs to have a friend too. And I'm just such a dog person. I love dogs. I love other animals. I love cats too. I would get a cat too. I'm like a crazy animal person. I just, I love the warmth that animals bring to your home. And especially with kids, I just think it's so special. But I will say that, I mean, right now I'm 23 and we've talked about it and I know I always go back and forth on this a lot, but I think when we turn 25, so Aiden turns 25 a few months before me, I think we would really like to start trying for kids. That's like our, that's our ideal situation. And honestly, maybe sooner than that, I don't really know, but that is obviously another thing that I'm just really looking forward to. And I don't know if it's because it's more prevalent now or if it's because people just are more open about it but I will be honest it makes me really nervous when I see so many people struggling with fertility and infertility and you know it taking a while to get pregnant and that's definitely a fear of mine I know you can like get your fertility tested I just don't know how accurate that is and I think there is a point where it's like you just kind of have to like have faith and really try but I'm reading this book right now it's on like birth control and how that relates to fertility and it's just made me think a lot and maybe one day I'll open up about this because I haven't really opened up about like birth control and that kind of stuff because I just don't know a lot about it but this book that I'm reading has been really informative and I don't know I'm just someone you can probably tell that has like no chill I have to freak out about everything but that is something we're really excited about. And all that to say that I think we would like to start having kids before getting another dog because I can just say for me and the kind of dog owner I want to be someone who like takes my dog to the dog park. My dog gets plenty of exercise. You know, we're feeding him quality food. It's a lot of time. and It's also a lot of money. And so I just want to make sure we're in a spot where it makes sense to do that. We can definitely afford getting another dog, but I would never get another dog in our apartment. Like it's already a lot having a golden retriever in our apartment, but definitely would love to get another dog. How to deal with different sex drives in a marriage slash relationship. I don't remember if I have touched on this one before, but I think that it's really common if, you know, one of you is more inclined to want to have sex than the other. I think everyone's different. There are some people who like to straight up like schedule sex and 
I think if you, especially are a parent, this might be something that you have to do, but having set days, I find that at least right now for the phase that we're at, that just, you know, isn't something that we have to do. And something that I will say, if you find that there's one person who is really never wanting to have sex to actually figure out if there's a reason why that's happening if you know they have something that they're going through personally at least for me I know when that's not a desire that I have like a pretty lengthy amount of time it's usually because I'm really stressed out with something stress just immediately makes all desire for that go away for me like when I'm stressed out about work stuff especially or just stressing about the future I find myself not wanting to be um, intimate in that way. And it's something that is so important, I think, especially within a marriage and it's just so fun and it's such a relaxing thing to engage in. I just don't think people talk about that, but it really is good for you and really is good for your marriage too. And so I would just recommend talking about it. I think if there's one person who's literally wanting to every single day, you just can't, you should be with someone who's understanding and knows that it's okay if things are frequent in some seasons, infrequent in other seasons, that that's totally normal. I mean, when I first got married, I think especially coming from, you know, the perspective of waiting till marriage, it was very easy to view sex as kind of like a, is barometer the right word? Kind of like a litmus test of how our marriage was. Like if it's happening all the time, the marriage is great. If it's not happening as much, then the marriage is not great. And that's just not a good way to view things because sex is not... I don't know. It's just not that simple and it's things are so much more complex. And so that was kind of a big piece of advice I would give someone if you were going into marriage, especially after waiting. That is just not a way to view it. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't investigate. Investigate is kind of a weird word, but try to look into things if things have been more infrequent than you want. And if you are wanting to just communicating through sex too, if you like something, if you don't like something, maybe you just really don't enjoy it. And that is why, like maybe there's actually something going on physically with you if you aren't enjoying it. Maybe there are, you know, some other things you can explore to do with your partner if that's going to help. And so I think you just have to talk about it and also just not have too much of an expectation for it too. I got a question if I'm still doing counseling and if it is helping. And I wanted to talk about this because I've actually gotten a few messages or I've been like tagged in TikToks, but I do still use BetterHelp counseling. I mean, you guys know I have ads run on my podcast every now and then for them. And I personally really like my therapist that I'm with. I see her every other week for like an hour at a time. And it's been really helpful for me. I'm not someone who's great at communicating about my feelings. I'm just not a very, it's funny because I have a podcast, but I'm really not that great at communicating. It's not my strong suit. The reason why I love doing YouTube videos so much is because I think you can say so much through a video and the way you make someone feel and the way you put something together. But I'm not much of a talker. I've never been much of a talker. I've always been more quiet. And so the reason why I really wanted to start counseling was especially within marriage after being married for a year, I just realized that I could be better at communicating about my feelings and not necessarily always working to, I don't know, like work through them. I think there's this assumption that you go to counseling because you want to fix a problem in your life or you want to get better at something, which can definitely happen in counseling, but it's more so just learning how to communicate through problems and don't think it's necessarily for everyone. I know there's kind of like a push that everyone should be in therapy. I, yeah, I think you should try it, but if you don't 
really feel into it or if you've tried a few therapists and you don't vibe with it I think that that's okay too I think if you feel like things are going pretty well but it has been helpful for me so I wanted to say that though because I know a lot of people say there's controversy with better help and to be quite honest, I just don't know a lot about those things that people have said. I just know that I really like my therapist and I'm not trying to switch to someone else. BetterHelp is really convenient and so I just know it's been working for me and it's really hard with insurance to find like a new therapist and just to be quite honest, that's just not something that I've had the time to do lately. So I am still in counseling. I do still like it but I know a few people have mentioned a few things about them. So I just think you should do your own due diligence and decide what you want to do but I personally have really liked using them what other vloggers have had the most influence on you if you have any I think that there are a few people that I really love watching and that have been a positive influence on me one is my friend Allison on YouTube I love her videos her name's Allison Bickerstaff she makes just these very feel-good mostly very positive and happy vlogs that just always put me in a really positive mindset. I've watched her since she was in college at, you know, UF and she's just such a bright spot and I love watching people where I watch them on YouTube and I just feel like I'm in a better mood and I also think that a lot of her values and the way she lives her life are very similar to mine and I love watching how she's just very content with simplicity too. That's something that I talk a lot about my channel and you know, very content taking care of her dog and her home. And she works doing YouTube and social media full time. So I just relate to her and I really love her content. And I think she might be coming to Texas next year. So it'd be really great to get to meet her too. I also really like Ashlyn Eaton is another one of my favorites. She does a lot of like minimalism content. And again, I just love her vibe of her videos. I love her personality. She's a very calm personality. I would say I'm not really someone who's super bubbly and so sometimes I have a hard time relating to people who are very like extroverted and bubbly I think it's great people are like that I'm very much drawn to people like that but when I watch YouTube videos I do like having kind of like that calm presence when I watch videos so I love her I messaged her before on Instagram too and she's really sweet I would also love to meet her I think she's in North Carolina I think this one's really funny it says thoughts on video games what are Aiden's hobbies um, I used to be someone who really didn't like when guys played video games. Like, it was always a big turnoff for me, and I was always, like, adamantly against it, but I realized that it's okay if someone just has a hobby. I'm not saying if someone's gaming all hours of the day and it's not their job or something, I think that that can be kind of a red flag if you're dating or whatever, but if someone likes to kind of, like, let loose and play some video games, someone told me one time that that's kind of like FaceTiming for guys, like, they'll talk to their friends during, you know, playing video games or whatever. I don't think it's the big... I don't think it's the biggest deal. I think there are much bigger problems in life. But when I was in high school, I was always like, I never want to date someone who hardcore plays video games. So he plays every now and then. He'll probably play like an hour every every few days or so. It's not really a common thing. He just recently got an Xbox like a few months ago. But yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I like to mindlessly scroll through TikTok, which he doesn't do. So I think that we all have our things. And if he was getting on to me for watching TikToks, I'd probably be upset so <laughs> um but he does that he has a lot of friends that he likes to go hang out with I mean he's a big fan of going to restaurants like me that's why we go out to eat a lot because we really like trying new foods and trying new restaurants he works out every single day like me too or five days a week usually actually usually works out six days a week really into running 
really into bicycle riding. He always wants me to go to spin classes with him, but you guys know I'm not a huge fan of spin classes. So I wish I was more of a spin class person, but I am not. So okay, someone also asked if he watches my videos and he does watch them, but not like right when they come out. He'll usually one night just go through and watch three of the most recent ones, but he definitely does watch my videos. I used to think he didn't, but every now and then he will. What's your checklist for knowing when you're ready for kids, age, income, etc.? I don't really have a checklist. I think there are just things that we would like to do, just the two of us right now before having kids. But I mean, quite honestly, if I accidentally got pregnant, I would be absolutely thrilled. So I don't even think a checklist is really the right mindset for me. I think financially, yeah, I would like to have a house. I would like to have, you know, a set bit of money set aside. We like the idea of possibly homeschooling kids. So it's another thing to think about where that takes, you know, making sure that one person is able to or both parents honestly are able to really invest in education. We have some friends who have just done a really great job homeschooling their kids and we kind of look up to them. And so that's something to think about. But the reason why I say 25 is because I think there is just a solid year and a half that I want to spend of doing things together. We, I say this a lot, but we have so much fun together. Like he really is my best friend and sounds kind of selfish, but I like having him to myself right now. Like I like going on our road trips together and spending time with our dog and I'm so excited for kids, but I know when kids come, there's going to be a lot more to focus on. And so there are just things that we'd like to do now. But I always think that kids are a blessing. So I don't think that if that happened, I would be upset because I couldn't do all my selfish things or whatever. But not that having that time or wanting to have that time is selfish either. (laughs) I feel like I'm going in circles here. I think that having kids is great. I think it's also okay if you want to do things before. I think, I mean, I just, everyone is so different. So did you ever regret a sponsorship? Yes, I know that a lot of content creators like to say that they would like never work with brands where they didn't love the products. And I don't think I've ever, I definitely haven't worked with a company where I didn't like the product they were selling. But there have been times when I regret agreeing to do a sponsorship because then the company ended up just not being very pleasant to work with. That actually happens quite often. But once you sign a contract, you just can't really know. That's something that I'm really thankful now I have a manager. So I have two people that I work with very closely and they negotiate all my deals. So usually when I'm working with a brand, it's very closely done between the brand or the agency that the brand's working with and my manager. So I'm not a huge part of it. I'm a part of it when a company reaches out to me. I'm a part of it when a company reaches out to me or when they are asking for my concept for the video I want to do with them or when I actually send the content and have to make edits. But there are times when companies just are not nice. I really don't like when sometimes companies will act like they will give you all this creative control to make a video where it's all your idea. But then they'll actually be like, no, I want this and I want this. And then it just doesn't seem very authentic anymore. That's my biggest pet peeve. And I don't really do any ads anymore like that because I've learned that it's okay to push back. Before I had managers, I used to think that I just had to say yes and agree to these things when brands said it. And there are times when I have to, but I will say that I like to have a lot of the control now that I really try to make my ads not super... I don't know. I don't want them to look like ads very much. I want them to be very personal to me. I never agree to anything. Like I say this 
and I mean it from the bottom of my heart, anything that I don't actually use myself or value using. I do think that there are things that you can change your mind on. So for example, this is something I recently did an ad for a CBD company and a few years ago, I didn't really know about CBD and I said in a video that it wasn't really my thing and I had a few people message me like, hey, did you change your mind? And I did change my mind and I changed my mind because we recently started going to a doctor over the past year who's kind of has like holistic practices and like wants to look at the root causes of issues because I was dealing with anxiety and he really recommended trying CBD but I hadn't found a company that I don't know with CBD you want to make sure that you're really using something where the ingredients are really great and so Equilibria is the one that I use I started using them and they were so great because they wanted you to use the product for at least two months before doing the sponsorship so you were actually you know being truthful when you said that the product worked and promoted it to your audience before agreeing to actually promote it. And so I really love them. I think they're a great company, but I think that people saw that and thought, oh, did you just agree to this because of the money? Because in the past you used to be against it. So I definitely think it's okay to change your mind on things. But yeah, I have regretted doing sponsorships just because of the way that the company acted, not because I look back and think, oh, I actually hated the thing that I was promoting but yeah I really don't agree to things that I don't actually use um how often do you and your hubs eat out my husband and I find it so expensive to eat out so we have to make it a special event once or twice a week we eat out honestly too much like I'm just gonna say it recently we have been eating out a lot because we've had friends in town and we just like eating out and it's funny because I love cooking but I also do love eating out I like trying new foods in Dallas like there are so many good restaurants for all Dallas's flaws that I have mentioned quite often lately I can't hate on Dallas's food because there isn't much to do in Dallas in terms of hiking in terms of outdoors things but they make up for it with food for sure so we eat out probably I would say three times a week which is a lot and it is expensive. So I would like to scale back, but I find sometimes that cooking for two people ends up being really expensive too, especially when you're making half-baked harvest recipes that have a lot of ingredients that I love, but end up being pricier. So yeah, I would say probably three times a week, but I would like to make it more of a treat that was once a week. And when I say three times a week, I don't mean three nice dinners where you're getting drinks, appetizers, dinner, like no. I'm meaning if we go out and get tacos somewhere or something like that, Um, that that includes three times a week or that is part of the three times a week do you ever feel guilty for the little treats nails unnecessary clothes etc because I do I think I need to be feeling a little bit more guilty than I do now again going back to the answer to the other one that I had answered about once I start it's hard to stop and it's especially when I see other people doing it too. It's like, oh, it's okay. This girl just posted a haul video and it's like, okay, Michelle, you don't need to buy things. I do, but I also try to think of it as, I don't know. It's hard with what I do online because sometimes it is easy to justify when I think, oh, like I'm sharing it in a vlog. I'm sharing a small business, especially my nail place I go to, Rose Nail Couture Bar. I love them. They're great. If you're in Dallas, they do such a great job. See Steven. He's the best. I really like him. He does a really great job. And so I'm thinking, oh, like I'm promoting this small business and it can get kind of unhealthy. So yes, I do try to cut back on other things. So for the nails, for example, I never grew up getting my nails done, which was a really big thing in Texas. I don't know if it was just a Texas thing, but 
people would get their nails done every other week or whatever. And I never did, but I used to dye my hair. I used to get my eyebrows done and I don't do those anymore. I get my hair cut every other month. And so I justify it there because I say I'm not getting those things done. And also we have been really saving aggressively for a house the past few months. I mean, like the majority of what I'm making specifically has been put to savings. You know, when I'm doing those sponsors that you see on YouTube, you can trust that the majority of that money is being put into a savings account that we don't look at that we want to have for a down payment for our house. And so that has been the majority of it. And then also tithing. And so I think it's not that big of a deal. The thing about eating out that has kind of made me want to stop as much is because that can add up really easily. And I think, okay, if you're buying gifts, you're buying clothes, we're about to pay for travel coming up for like Christmas stuff, seeing family, you can't do it all. And I think it's important to prioritize so you don't feel guilty for making, you know, those treat purchases when they're treats and they don't become everyday habit. So, I mean, when I was in New York, it was so easy to justify grabbing a coffee when I would commute to go to college every single day. And that used to be a treat thing. And then it became an everyday thing. And I think that's when it can get kind of bad. But sorry, I'm going on tangents on all these questions. But I also want to say, I don't really agree with a lot of the financial knowledge that says if you just cut out, you know, that $5 coffee every day, you're going to save all this money. I think that's true. But I also think that instead of doing that, if that really does add value to your day, it's really not that big of a deal. If you figure out how to actually make that $5 elsewhere, like we started investing money or started monetizing the podcast a bit more, having an ad in the podcast. So thinking it instead of cutting back on things and obviously you do have to cut back on some things you don't want to be living in lifestyle inflation but okay how can I actually creatively think of ways to make more money or cut back in ways that I don't know aren't as dramatic as cutting out my five dollar coffee which isn't a big deal I'm just saying I think that sometimes people really focus on those purchases that may seem like they're excessive when they really aren't that big of a deal so what is your budget for your first home so I'm not gonna say like the like the prices that we're looking at for homes I might do it when we actually search for homes I don't really know yet I mean you can look at the market and see what things are going for in Dallas Fort Worth like things are really expensive right now but I will say we will only buy a house if we can put 20% down on it and we want to keep our mortgage at a certain level but putting the 20% down is really helpful but it's also difficult when there is inflation as well and you don't want to keep hoarding this cash for 20% on a house because housing prices are so expensive but then the value of your money is going down like there's just so many factors right now that are stressing me out with buying a home because I do want to put 20% down but that is just a goal that we have always had and it's the reason why it's taking a bit more time to actually buy the house because that's something that's been important to me. But I know you don't have to put 20% down. I know you can do all kinds of different loans to not put 20% down on a home. I know that that's like conventional and a lot of people think that you don't need to do that. And so I think it totally depends. 20% down on a house is a lot of money and we don't have anyone like helping us with that. I know a lot of times people's parents will like pay for their, like, this is our thing. I want it to be our thing. I want it to be us. And so I just have this goal of, we both have the goal of wanting to put 20% down on the house. Favorite social media platform at the moment? Definitely YouTube. YouTube is always my favorite. I love YouTube. I was actually having this realization today that I'm just such a YouTube girl. I love putting together YouTube videos. I love watching YouTube videos. I was really into TikTok for a while, but 
I realized that I just don't have the attention span to switch to things so quickly. Like I love a 45 minute vlog from one person. I love a 20 minute vlog. Like I like watching my same five people and they post long content that I can consume throughout the week. I also love podcasts though. I love listening to podcasts, but that's also kind of long form content, but I do love the visual aspect of YouTube. You know, I like consuming podcasts the best, but I like creating YouTube videos the best, if that makes sense. So yeah, I just love YouTube. I've been on YouTube for so long and I think it's so crazy when you can be on something for so long, but always feel creative there and it's always changing. And it's also the most consistent platform I find for me. That's the platform that I definitely make most of my income from doing this is specifically on YouTube between like AdSense and sponsors, but I love YouTube. YouTube will always have my heart. It's always something that brings me joy. I love it. It never feels like a chore making YouTube videos. How are you so disciplined slash motivated with working out? I think kind of going off the last question, talking about how YouTube has been consistent in my life, I guess I've always seen fitness as something that is so consistent. It was there for me when I was in college, when life was really hectic, and maybe I was not working out as often, but I've always treated it as a positive thing. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I think in high school, I was working out a bit for the wrong reasons, but ever since college, I would say it's always been a positive thing in my life. It's something that truly does help me with my mental health. As of recently, Ada and I have been going to F45 a lot and we see the same trainer and it's cool now. I feel like we're at a place where he really pushes us and I don't know, has seen us kind of get better throughout the classes. And I think specifically for me, arm strength, I have improved so much with push-ups and lifting heavier weights and just feeling really stronger in my arms, which is, you know, something that's not that groundbreaking, but it's really important, I think, in life to have small wins to look forward to. I mean, this world is crazy. I mean, y'all read the news, y'all know what's going on. Like, there's just so much to worry about every single day that I really do believe, and it's a big reason on my channel that I talk about the importance of having small wins and having small joys to look forward to. And when you make working out and fitness something that you can look forward to, it makes it so much easier to push yourself. If you are doing a workout that you absolutely hate, and that's not to say you're always going to love working out. I mean, I've been trying to push myself to run again because I used to be more of a runner versus now I just, I love like HIIT workouts. F45 is kind of like HIIT cardio, but also strength. And those have been my jam lately. But I know that running is really good for my heart. I know it's really good for cardiovascular health. And so I've been trying to do that more. But there is a part of you that has to push yourself, but you should also enjoy it too. Like like I mentioned, not liking spin classes. I'm not forcing myself to go spin at a studio that I don't like to music that I don't like because I feel like I need to work out. Like that's not, you have to find what you enjoy doing. And I've also discovered that I really do love the workout classes I like F45. If you guys want to try out F45, if you're in Dallas, you should go to the Old East location. It's really great. Um, yeah, they have like a free week trial, but I think it's a really fun workout. It's really easy to modify. So for beginners or if you're more advanced, they've got moves for everyone. And yeah, you got to find what you like. I think that I do have a personality where I am pretty self-motivated. I think that's the reason why I can do what I do with my job because I know there are people who really like having a boss. Like they like having clear direction, clear instructions. I find that I am so hard on myself that 
it makes it work out if I'm like pushing myself to work out because it's something that I just have to do. I don't even think about it anymore. I mean, I get up, even if it's not a workout that is revolutionary, even if it's not the most uplifting workout, even if I'm dragging myself through it, I mean, it gets done four to five days a week. And I'm not, I don't mean this in a healthy way where you force yourself to do anything, but difficult things take a lot of effort and it's not just going to happen. No one's just going to do it for you. And I think that's a realization I had in life in general. If you want something, if you want something that someone else has, like no one's going to hand that to you. I mean, some people get things handed to them and it's just not the world we live in. Like you have to push yourself too. And I crave the feeling of the endorphins after and that's the main reason why I love working out so find something you like doing and just make it a habit I think when you're with someone also who's pretty consistent with working out it also helps too everyone's different but that is what has worked for me we're gonna do a couple of short ones last so this one says what time do you usually go to sleep my sleep schedule is whack I try to be asleep by 11 most nights and then I usually wake up I don't usually I always wake up at 7 on weekdays on weekends, I will try to let myself sleep until 8 or 8.30, but I'm not really great at sleeping in, so it doesn't always happen. And I'll usually go to bed later, too. I'll go to bed at, like, midnight, but typically 11. I would like to go to bed at 10, but it's hard because Aiden stays up a little bit late, and we really like to go to bed and wake up at the same time. Actually, I wake up before him. <laughs> he doesn't wake up at the same time as me. It's because he sleeps. He stays up later. He likes to do stuff on his phone at night versus I can watch one video, and then I usually fall asleep, so... I think having a consistent routine of going to bed and waking up at the same time, though, is really important if you are trying to fix your sleep schedule. I also had another question about a hair loss update. I'm struggling with it now and I don't know what to do. So it's funny because my sister actually, it's not funny. I'm actually really sad because she just started dealing with hair loss. She might be listening. So if she's listening, hello, Lindsay. She just started dealing with it after having her baby and it's so hard. It's so tough. And I can't believe I started dealing with this in March of 2020. And it's what? December almost of 2021. And I'm still dealing with it. Yeah, I have a receding hairline that I didn't used to have. Uh, my hair is a lot thinner than it used to be. But I'll say once you've been going through it for so long, you just don't really care as much. Like I just don't I don't know. I don't think about it too much anymore. I used to think everybody noticed and could tell and I was really insecure about it. But then I realized that most of those fears were just on me. I was really the only one noticing it and it just became less of a big deal. That doesn't minimize how hard it is because trust me, I would used to shower and I would feel the hair coming out and just have the clumps in my hand and I would just cry. I was living at home at this time and my sister Jamie would just hear me in the bathroom crying because I hated it. I hated brushing my hair. It's why if you watch my YouTube videos at that time, I would overline my eyebrows so much and thicken them because I thought everyone could tell that my eyebrows were thinning. I would never wash my hair. I would, or I wouldn't never. I'd wash it like once a week, which was a lot for me especially because I did work out pretty often and so yeah it's really hard I think that it's gotten better for me but I don't think it's perfect I still don't really know what's causing it I just don't want to spend money to figure out I don't want to go to I don't know I don't know if anyone else is like this but sometimes I just don't trust what people are telling me I don't know if it's just because they want to sell me a product or if they actually think that something when I say people I don't mean you guys I don't mean people who give me recommendations I mean like when I see a doctor or see a specialist, 
I'd like to think everyone has my best interest at heart, but I also realize that it is an industry hair loss, so people will try to sell you a lot of things. And yeah, it's just hard to figure out. I've just learned that there are much bigger things to worry about, and I'm not going to let the hairs on my head be the thing that consume me from day to day. That is the end of this episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. This was really fun. I think that I do a lot of my life advice episodes, but I don't really answer questions about like my life and where I'm at. And I guess I assume because I've been on YouTube for so long that, oh, people know these things, but it's just nice to sit down and talk through it. So let me know if you enjoyed. Of course, feel free to write a review if you enjoyed it because that does help the podcast a lot. And also tag me in a story. If you're listening, if you're listening on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day it is, I love seeing stories of you guys listening. I respond to every single one that people tag me in. So please, please, please tag me if you're listening. I would love to see it. It would make my day. And yeah, just enjoy the rest of your day and I will catch you guys on my next podcast episode on Monday. Bye, friends. (music) 